one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday. I'm Jason Cundy in for Andy Goldstein, who is recording a bar billiards documentary of the next few days on men and motors. So it's yours truly on today's edition. Coming up, we've got a jubilant Aston Villa manager, Dean Smith, smudger, as they avoid a relegation. There's news of Yaya Torre returning to English football, and there's a reaction to Cardiff taking on Fulham in the Championship Playoff Semi, which was live last night here on TalkSport. But we start with Laura Woods, who was joined on TalkSport Breakfast by Rangers legend Ali Quisty McQuist and Crystal Palace winger, Andros Townsend, and this is Andros looking back at the Eagles' season, where they finished 14th in the Premier League, as well as praising his teammate, Wilf Zaha. Before a game, I'd literally, I'd spend an hour doing all my warm-ups, my stretching, uh, my foam rolling, and I look over at Wolf. he's in his tracksuit with his hoodie on playing Candy Crush, <laughs> and then he'd go, he'd, he'd go on and score and get man of the match, so he's very frustrating to, to kind of play, to play with, but... No, even answering your question, um, I kind of take a little bit of blame for Wilf's form this season, his lack of goal contributions. Last season, if Wilf was doubled up, they switched the ball to myself and I'd combine well with Wamba Saka and we'd drag one or two players over. So then when Wilf got the ball, he's pretty much 1v1, 1v2. Um, but this season, I've struggled with form, fitness and, and that sort of stuff. So Wilf's kind of had to take on um, every man and his dog when he gets the ball. And he's still done amazing, but unfortunately... Uh, the last man always gets him. The thing with Wolf, it's not that he's unhappy at Palace, he wants to leave Palace. He just feels that he's he deserves to be playing, he's good enough to be playing Champions League football and fighting for titles. Yep. So when he doesn't get that move, he's like, All right, I still love Palace, I still love playing for Palace, I'm going to crack on. Since the window's closed, his attitude's been incredible and he's just cracked on trying to help um, Palace have a good season. As I said, last night, Cardiff played Fulham in a massive, massive Championship first leg semi-live here on TalkSport. This is how it sounded. It's a right-footed run-up. He curves it past the wall. And that is a free kick that surely has taken Fulham to Wembley. They've all but got the job done in the first leg. It is a magnificent free kick from Naiskens Cabano. It's Cardiff City nil, Fulham 2. In the first half, Tomlin knocks the ball past Hector. Hector brings him down. It's a foul and a yellow card, nothing given. At the other end, Morrison cannot get out of the way of the player from a yard. He runs into him, Morrison turns his back to run off, he runs into him and he gives it. And I said to the referee, where's the consistency? Asked nicely, why is one a foul? And he said, well, if two wrongs don't make a right, what does that mean from the referee? 
what does it mean? You know, if the game's too big for him, then he's made a massive mistake. Oh, eight seven one seven double two double three double four. Let's go to the lines. Let's go and speak to a Fulham fan. Uh, Jamie has dialed that number. Uh, good evening, Jamie. Welcome to the show. How are we doing, guys? You're all right. Yeah, good. Congratulations. Brilliant. Oh no, no, not yet. Well I'm done. You're up. You're up in the Premier League. Well done. <laughs> yeah, get out of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a soap opera that Championship. You know, things always happen at the last minute to keep you watching it. Well, what do you think? I mean, tonight they look good, though, right? Second, they had a 15-minute spell in the first half. They looked a bit shaky, but from then on, they controlled the game. Fulham always have a better half. They have an absolute terrible half, and then they come out and they have a good half. So. Yeah. It's a lottery, what one? But I mean, yeah, great, great second half performance. It was like watching uh, Slavisa's um, team again. Yeah. And we needed a performance like that because I didn't see us going up. I really didn't. Obviously, I played with Scott at Fulham, and he was obviously going into that management. Let me tell you now, he's done a fantastic job. That's not an easy job to come in and take over because the Fulham fans expect a lot and they always want to play a certain style. He's implemented that style this season. He's come up against Leeds and West Brom, who have been brilliant but they're going to be there or thereabouts. And his first season, doing it in the Championship, to be there, I think he's done a great job. I think, I think the downside to it is that if he doesn't, then he's got, he might have to redo the whole team again. The Premier League concluded almost a year after it started, with European qualification and relegation going down to the wire. Liverpool were, of course, runaway winners of the title, and Danny Murphy told White and Sawyer that he thinks nothing will change next season. Nothing. Nothing's going to change. I think Liverpool probably a bit more strength in depth would help, mm. especially in attacking areas. You know, the front three, heavily reliant on the front three for goals. Yeah. So maybe one in to help in the front. You could say maybe need some cover at left back. Robertson's massively crucial when he's not playing. They're not quite the same, but not quite got the same balance. A bit more strength in depth for Liverpool. I, I fancy Liverpool to win it again next season. I really do. You look at their 11, where do you improve? You can improve the squad strength, but where do you improve the 11? Man City, Chelsea... Man United all got a bit to do. And Chelsea United got a bit more to do than City, let's be honest. Here's Drive Time's Adrian Durham on Manchester City's David Silva after he played his final Premier League game on Sunday. And in true Durham form, he only wrote a poem, didn't he? David Silva, pure gold. The football memories we hold. Of Merlin's magic, those dancing feet. Stardust sprinkling a delicious treat. Body swaying, balance and poise. Quality skills in the mediocre noise. City legend, Premier League great. No trace of ego, so it won't inflate. Our football souls have all been kissed. David Silver, you'll be missed. This is Aston Villa manager Dean Smudger-Smith on TalkSport Breakfast after his team secured Premier League survival. He spoke about their celebrations on Sunday night, as well as superstar and fellow Villa fan Jack Grealish. It may be his last game for the club, but Jack Grealish has just fired it into the top corner to ensure that his boyhood club are surely staying up now. The future of Jack Grealish, I suppose now, is, is the time really to focus on that. What does your heart say about it? Well, I, I gave him a few a few shots last night and got him to sign a new five-year contract, so uh, it, it's not been done yet. But <laughs> <laughs> Written in Zambuca. <laughs> yeah, it, it 
It was written in Zambuca. I'm not sure if it was mine or his. Dean, I've got to ask you about these celebrations. I've got two questions. What time did you get to bed last night? And also, did you see Roy Keane's comments about your, your, your post-match Tell him nothing, Dean. Tell him nothing. Tell me everything. Come on, Dean. <laughs> I'm not sure what time, and I, I slept in my office back at the training ground. I've done an Eddie Jones and, and, and slipped off so the lads didn't see me go. The celebration's are a little bit over the top, but the lads were right to go and celebrate because we'd been written off 10 games ago. We were relegated 10 games ago in everybody's mind, and to do what we've done... Uh, and turn it around as we have was, uh, you know, a celebration, that's for sure. And staying with Aston Villa, their former assistant manager, Roy Keane, criticised their dressing room celebration after avoiding the drop. But Villa legend, Stylian Petrov, told White and Sawyer the team had every right to enjoy the moment in the way that they did and perhaps over-celebrated a little bit. I think they've got the right to celebrate. Uh, we forget that those players have had a very difficult, very emotional season going through it. Eight, nine weeks ago, I think a lot of people robbed them off. Um, there were seven points adrift. It was a big pressure building, building up on them. And they've got the right to celebrate. Don't forget, every single manager, every single team have their own targets. It was a very unexperienced team. A lot of new players was brought. It was a difficult task at the start as well. So going over the line, last game of the season, of course you have to celebrate. From the edge of the area to Grealish! Jack Grealish with a stunning goal to put Villa ahead. Finally, finally, with just over five minutes to play. I'm saying it every single day. I've, I've had the pleasure to train with the boy. I've seen him grow as a player, as a person as well. He does have the ability. And if he goes there, I'll be very satisfied. I would love to watch him because he will show everyone. Because at the moment, a lot of people are doubting his abilities. And if he can do it, I would love to see Jack one day go out there, showing it and prove people wrong. Back to breakfast and this is Super Ali Quisti and Andros talking about Andros's Palace teammate, Gary Cahill. What did we set uh, you? We set you your uh, Premier League team, 11, yeah. didn't we? Go on then. So in <laughs> goal, uh, Nick Pope, I think he got 15 yeah. clean sheets yep. for Burnley, a club that obviously Good more goal. likely to, to get shots against them to get 15 clean sheets incredible Good uh, my back four I've gone for obviously the Trent Alexander-Arnold Robertson and Van Dyke, and then I've gone for Gary Cahill wow. for the reasons that he was a free transfer he was kind of written off in the last year at Chelsea and yep. nobody nobody really wanted to take a chance and for us he's been incredible this season uh, until we got snipered uh, from someone in the crowd against Chelsea <laughs> yeah I'm not laughing at the actual <laughs> incident because it was awful, but I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, the sniper Andros, I, I said actually Chelsea, Arsenal signed the wrong one. I think this yeah. is the same. 100% agree with you as soon yeah. as you said that. Yeah. I mean, also, when you consider how much money uh, or how much uh, wage uh, David Luiz is on as well, yeah. as well as that transfer fee, uh, it's a lot, isn't it? Late Norton boss Ross Embleton spoke to TalkSport's Bradley Hayden. Bradley Hayden. Uh, following the news that Yaya Torre is training with the League Two side. Although it's unlikely that Torre will sign a contract, he might play in a friendly this weekend. Really? Yaya, 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 Colo, 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 Colo. You get through. The great thing for me was that we kept it 
barring the people that really needed to know, most of the staff, the media people, didn't tell any of the players because I wanted that wow factor. I told them that I had a trialist coming in. So uh, yesterday morning, a couple of the lads that were in early come to see me or were in passing in the training grounds that said to me, who's the, who's the trialist we've got coming in? And I said, oh, no one you know. It, it's just a, just a lad that an agent's put onto me, just going to have a look at him for a couple of days. So it sort of pushed that one to one side. But because the staff were so excited about him turning up, um, we were all sort of min milling around outside waiting for his car to arrive. So I think a few of them got a bit of a feel that it might be someone a little bit out of the ordinary. So his car pulled up, uh, he got out of the car, but he had a mask on. So all anybody could see was sort of his profile from a distance, big strapping boy, uh, but he had this face mask on, so no one could really tell who it was. So I obviously went over to meet and greet him, had a little chat with him about his journey in and what we was expecting from the day. And then he took his face mask off and you could see a few of the boys going, he looks a bit like Yaya Toure. And the great one was we had Usisa, we've only just signed recently, walking down the corridor and he come out of the gym. And obviously, his, uh, his family live in France, uh, African origin. So he, he come out of the gym and sort of looked and sort of then looked again as if to say, this guy looks like Yaya Toure. And he, he spoke to him in French and Yaya answered him. And Cissé was like, what's this guy doing here? Why, why is he in our training ground? And I had to reassure him that Cissé was still, uh, still our main man. Back to drive, and despite rain ruining yesterday's play, former England fast bowler Dazza Goff still had plenty to say about Stuart Broad proving the doubters wrong. Oh, dear me, he ain't half proved, but he's still good enough. Being left, if those selectors don't dare text me and tell me you were all a plan to leave Broad out that first test, you left him out because they didn't think he was good enough. They thought he was the weak link in that team. Not to motivate him. Not to motivate him. Not the first match of the summer when they've just had five months off. No. They made a mistake, realised it, brought him in for the second test, then decided to rest Anderson. Um, and since he's come back in, he's, he's been outstanding. It's gone. Oh, that's brilliant. That is magnificent bowling from Stuart Broad. And the moment has been seized by England. Brilliant bit of bowling from Stuart Broad. What you see with Broad in this game, when he's bowling to right-handers, he, he looks in the game now. And in the winter, he didn't. He just wanted his best, but he's worked on it, and this sums him up because whenever he's going through something, when he knows he's not right, he works his socks off to get back to his best, and he backs himself. And he's gone away and worked on that front side, worked on his wrist position, and to the right-hander, he can beat on both sides of the wicket, and that means he's in the game all the time, and he's been outstanding. One wicket he needs for 500. Anderson needs, what, 11 for 600. Can Broad catch Anderson? That's always going to be the story. Anderson's going to keep going now. He's 37, Broad's 33, coming on 34. So it's a race now, isn't it? It's a race between those two. And England require eight wickets to win the series later today. John Norman will be providing updates throughout here on Talk Sport. And now we finish with a sports bar, myself and Jamie O'Hara, possibly on board the midnight train to madness. Play your cards wrong or stat man, I don't know. As I'm recording this before the show, we've got no idea. But let's find out what we did do. Well, the League Managers Association has named Liverpool's Jurgen Klopp as their manager of the year. The award going to the German after his team won the Premier League, the club's first top flight success in 30 years. This season for me had to be a vision of where Chelsea were moving forward. I thought <laughs> top six was achievable. I wasn't, especially with the money that Man United spent. 
especially when you see where Spurs were last year. Yeah. Especially when I just felt that, that, that this season was going to be quite tougher than it turned out. Frank has done a brilliant job. I, I can't I can't be given him manager of the year. That, that, that to me has to go to Klopp. He has done a superb job. But don't forget, Klopp's first year, he finished eighth. And it took him a little bit of time to get the yeah. play, but boy, has he done that now. It's going to be Troy Deeney to step up with this penalty for Watford, and he scores. They have a slight lifeline. Arsenal 3, Watford 1. You guys have been giving it, oh, this Troy Deeney, he's such a man, he's such a this, cussing Arsenal and all this, right? What was the, who was the first person at Watford yesterday saying, oh, I don't know if I can stay 10 years, I don't know, oh, it might be here, it might be there. That sound like Mr Watford to you, mate. Yeah, the myth, it's a myth. Let's kill the myth right now. There is no Mr. Watford and there is no goals. There's only penalties down the middle. Come on, mate. You, am, am, am I wrong, bro? If we had a striker that scored 10 goals or Danny Welbeck played, would we not be staying up? I don't know, Aaron. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, mate. I, I, I hear you. I feel, you know, I feel your pain. Um, so where does the Mr. Watford come from? Where does it all come I don't, from? Wait, okay. Have you called him Mr. Watford in the I, past? I don't think I ever have called him Mr. Watford. No, 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 not you. I'm talking the general, the general public. Troy Deeney's the leader. Have you called him Mr. Yeah. Watford in the past, Aaron? The guy's got, he's got no movement. He barely makes a run. Have you called him Mr. Watford, Aaron, in the past? No, no, I'm saying that I'm sick of them calling him Mr. Watford. Who's right? they? Because um, just, just in general, on the TV, the press, the interviews, Troy Deeney's this, Troy Deeney's that. Danny Welbeck's just come back from injury and scored more goals than him from open play. I think it's a bit harsh just blaming Troy Deeney here. I mean, as Jamie's already alluded to, he did. Why, why, why would any other team, you look at the centre forward and say he's not scoring enough. So well, I, I, think, I think I think you look all over. At, at he had Watford. a bad injury though. Yeah, he did. He was out for, he was out was out for, out a, for a while. And the team struggled that? without but, him. But he, but he is Mr. Watford though, Aaron. How can you be Mr. Watford? He's he not scoring any important goals, and you're not making no no, no run. But he is Mr. Watford, isn't he? So, so why is he leaving then? Why is he so quick to be the first one to say I'm leaving? Why is he changed? He's, he's not said that, has he? Mr. Watford has not said that. What did he say yesterday? Oh, I don't know. This might be my last game. I'm not sure. I can't say. Would you want to start years. Watford with the way they run things? If you're Mr. Watford, you're Mr. Watford. Yeah? So if, if you're a... So he is Mr. Watford. No, what I'm trying to say... He is, is Mr. Watford, not, Aaron. He's obviously not, right? Because if he was, you wouldn't be saying on the, the day they get relegated, not even the day after or a week... He's saying, oh, that's it. Oh, if I think that might be it. My last game. Why don't you set an example and stick to what you've been, like the, the stand-up captain that you're supposed to be? Yeah? How can you be... The, when Jermaine Defoe done that at West Ham, people killed him. He is, yeah? Mr. Yeah. He is Mr. Watford, though. He's Mr. Watford, but he don't score goals. But he's, I, 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 I said he is Mr. Watford. Oh, oh, right. I don't score goals. I'm Mr. Watford as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And don't forget you can download future and past poddies via Acast, Spotify and Apple Poddingtons. From 1pm on TalkSport 2 today, there's live racing from Glorious Goodwood. And I'm back on the sports bar tonight alongside Jordan Jarrett Bryan from 10pm here on TalkSport. Great edition of the poddy today and another edition tomorrow. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.